Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host Kirsty, and I'm covering off Love is Blind with comedian, mum of five and host of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Kate Casey herself, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so exciting. You're the first person I've had on the show to actually talk about these nut jobs. <laughs> I just <laughs> fell so in love with this show from episode one. People were like, oh, you've got to cover it. You've got to cover it. And I thought, all right, I'll watch an episode. And look, first episode, laughing, crying, falling in love right alongside these weirdos. I, I, you're as obsessed as me, aren't you, with this show? I think it was such a great show. It was such a breath of fresh air from the typical garbage that I'm watching and reviewing and interviewing people from. Uh, I thought it was a fresh perspective on dating and uh, yeah, a welcome, a welcome new show. Yeah. Um, I have a, a friend who said it's everything that The Bachelor wishes it was. You know, it's we really are, I believe, seeing some people fall in love in real time. Uh, it's it's really nice. It's refreshing. And then we get couples, you know, out of it like Lauren and Cam, where I mean, I can't watch them without a box of tissues next to me. I am a blubbering mess anytime these two are on on screen. I've heard people say that Lauren isn't as into him as uh, Cam is into her. I don't know about that. I mean, look, we're probably still at day 10 of watching these people fall in love. <laughs> so it's okay. Wait, they, wait. Can, they can ease into it. Is that just from watching the show they get? The, because I spoke to her for my show. How was and that? I asked, it was great. I asked her, are we seeing – it seems like on the show that you're uncomfortable sometime with how overtly physical he is. Am I, am I watching that correctly? And she said – Yes, I am innately somebody who is a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more at, uh, uncomfortable with overt, overt affection. Right. And so she, it it took her a minute to kind of get used to him. And she said still to this day, sometimes she's like, okay, like I need a little bit of space um, But I relate to that because I feel like my husband is much more affectionate than I am. So um, I didn't really take that as a big deal. I mean, keep in mind that they're on a TV show they had just met and she's was working through a lot of things in her head. I had asked her about uh, what it was like to see him and then the realization um, that he was white and how that factored into how she was going to introduce him to her family because she was like, uh, like, like so many friends that I had from high school that are really proud of like the black girl magic mm-hmm. and, and, and being uh, vociferous in their, uh, love for the black, um, family unit and, and the struggles, the plight of the black community. And so she did say, yeah, I, that started, I started to panic a little bit after it set in that I was going to have to introduce him to my family and to my friends. And also it was a self-identity issue of like, okay, am I still the same person if I'm in an interracial relationship, which I totally loved and appreciated because I never really thought about those things. And it was refreshing for someone to kind of put it into perspective And I think it's just really fantastic and progressive to have this really smart, 
um, really um, warm and open couple who can put things into perspective for people and, and coupled with this incredible story of meeting someone behind a wall that you come to find has so much in common with you and challenges you in, in the most profound way over a short period of time. And then for the wall to be lifted and to find that you're so sexually attracted to them, it's just like a dream. And she'd said, no, my brother called me the other day and said, Lauren, you, this is like a fairy tale. You get that right. And she said, I know it's just crazy. So it's really nice to see them finally have the show air after keeping this a secret from everybody, but their family and their very close friends for, for a year and a half. For like, yeah, they for never- over a year. I mean, that's one thing that completely blew my mind to learn is that this was shot over 18 months ago. That is crazy to me. Yeah, so they had to keep that a secret for a while. So it's nice to see them doing all of the publicity now because they can finally be open about uh, the experience they had. And and they're so excited to share pictures of their families and the experiences that they've had over the last year and a half. And then I also got a chance to talk to the creator of the show and also Mark. And so that episode comes out Friday. But um, the creator told me that he came up with the idea. I mean, they, they have done some spectacular shows in the romance space and he had come up with this idea and so immediately can you just thought, tell me what other shows he's created. If, if we would know them. Like, yeah. Like married at first sight. And oh, yeah. all the spinoffs. Yeah. That yeah. is, that was his idea. Oh, great. So that's, that is under his umbrella. So he had this idea and he immediately wanted to go to Netflix with it. So Netflix greenlit it. And then, you know, it took time to cast. It took about three months to cast the show. Then they found this incredible um, studio in Atlanta. And so they had to do the build out for it Mm -hmm. and then the filming. And they chose Atlanta because they had this incredible facility, but also they wanted to make it possible for these couples to actually continue with the relationships after the show. Yeah. So unlike the picture, it's like, oh, you live in Seattle and you live in like, I don't know, Bermuda. Like, can we make it work? (laughs) God, no, you're not going to make it work. So. Um, so all of that was factored in and then they had to wait for. Okay, because that was a question I had. So do they all live quite like, did they select people that live close enough together for yeah. the entire cast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Cause I was worried cause in the bachelor and shows like that, they do, they have people from all over America and right. Like that's a huge factor in their relationships, not working out sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he really went into this Chris Colin with the mindset, like I really want to make this a show where we pose this question can you fall in love with someone before you see them but also set this up that these couples really can make this happen and so let's do it in a city where they all live so that once they leave the sound studio they can go away and have a nice vacation together but then they can go back and live together but in close proximity to their own homes and their own families their own friends so it makes it more realistic so the entire process took a little bit of time and then they were all waiting and Mark said they were on a group chat and have been for a long time where it's like, Hey, has anybody heard? Has anybody heard? So in some of their minds, they're like, maybe it'll never air. And so then you, when the- you say Mark, are you talking about Mark from the show of Mark? Yes. Of, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's on the same episode with Chris, which is, um, 
in two days. So, so Mark said that they, then they were, then the show starts to air. Some of the couples didn't, that did get engaged on the show. They don't even appear in the episodes. Yeah, I heard that. So that was a shock to some of them too. So they had no idea when it would air. So basically Mark Cuevas, let's say three weeks ago had 1800 Instagram followers and now he has like 260,000. Yeah. So in, it, I mean, overnight, it just became a Madness. sensation. It's just been a total whirlwind for him. So I don't know. For some of them, I think, you know, you couple this bizarre experience, like someone like Mark had never even been on television before. He yeah. wasn't really used to doing interviews. And then he just got spit out of a tornado. And it, to me, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. How How because, like, is Mark going? I think we. this is Mark of Mark and Jessica the age gap couple look i mean we saw at the at the altar she uh she says you know i cannot after walking out all smiles getting all this is the strangest thing about this show by the way that they have to get dressed up do the whole wedding and at the final moment decide in front of all their friends and family i do or i do not uh that's fucking bonkers i'm obsessed with it but of course, Jessica said, I do not. And, uh, you know, cried a little crocodile tears and moved on straight away. But how is Mark, who was actually in love with Jessica, healing? Um, he's fine. I mean, it's been a long <laughs> But, he's you good. know, what he did say is this is like they went into this and he, that would have been an incredible byproduct of it is to have this incredible relationship. But the, for many of them, it was this like emotional boot camp. Right. Because you're behind a screen and you're spending, you're, you're not at work. You're not watching movies or reading books. You're kind of this isolated period, 10 days off, you've taken off of work. So you could have the time to really do the work emotionally to kind of figure out who you are as a person and what you're looking for in a mate. And in the process of it, they met all of these friends who are also going through the same experience and kind mm-hmm. of challenging each other. And, and so in the end, even if they had not met somebody, they felt like they had done considerable self-act um, work. You know, they, they felt more self-actualized because they had spent so much time thinking about all the things that had made them the person they were up into this point wow. and what they were looking for. So it was they were enormously grateful for the experience because they felt so changed by it. That's amazing. And so that, that was really great. And so I think that if, if you met Mark, you know, I said to him, you know, Jessica asked you over and over again about the age difference. And to her point, like it's a legitimate question. There's a 10 year difference and that's, there's a lot that changes in 10 years. And he goes, well, yeah, I mean, this was a year and a half ago. I'm a totally different person now. So I said, so you can understand where her concern was. And he said, I absolutely do. And I have to say to his credit, he had nothing but nice things to say about her. I believe that. He seems like, but I like her. And he said, it didn't work out between Mm. us, but I really liked her. Another funny thing about him is, um, I said, the show made it sound like you were, like a leprechaun, like a very, <laughs> right. I've said that on my show. Everyone that meets him is like this tiny, tiny little man. <laughs> not he's like five ten. It's because the all the guys, Cameron's six, three. So 
that's why oh he looks so smart. my god that it makes me laugh so much because yeah they really painted him out to be this this tiny weedy little guy i'm like he is big and strong he's a fitness instructor like he is bulky i mean is he some kind of little person it is very strange no. but 510 yeah, that's, that's yeah super cute above average yeah. but trust me his D- direct messages are on fire like that guy oh, he'll will be, be fine, fine. he'll he, be fine <laughs> he's, he's only 26 like he's i'll probably be like a motivational speaker in another year like he'll be fine oh my god i love that so much i love that for him <laughs> oh the only thing i want to just touch on about their wedding i mean it was a disgrace and it just made me cringe and i loved every second of it but um when when she's when jessica says i do not and the friend turns around to the camera or to her friend and goes, that is so embarrassing for her. I died a thousand deaths because, you know, we think it's going to be this, whoever is left at the altar is this sad sack and, you know, they're going to drag their feet past their family and take themselves home Mm -hmm. or do a Giannina and just piss bowled out of there. But he just, you know, but this friend was like, wow, she just dragged this poor guy through this entire process and just to say no, that's embarrassing for her. I was like, yes, preach girl. That was my favorite moment of the episode, to be honest. Um, I asked the I asked the um, creator about uh, whether and because she had done an interview with Entertainment Weekly where she said that she was wanted to go but basically they didn't let her go. And he said, yeah, I saw that. And I was a little bit confused. He said, I think in hindsight, she's trying to kind of make sense of it all, but at Mm. no point did we ever say you have to stay. In other words, I think she was a little bit embarrassed in retrospect and kind of trying to save her, save herself a little bit. But he did say she's getting like pulled through the mud right now. Yeah. It would be tough. I think that, um, I feel like I feel tremendous empathy for her because again, it was filmed a year and a half ago. I think that she is like a lot of reality stars who see themselves afterwards and they just are incredibly embarrassed. So, I mean, Mm. I think she's has so much self shame right now that like the last thing she needs is for people to be like ripping on her. It's bad enough how she feels. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, that's, that's the dark side of reality TV is that, you know, there can be serious, uh, consequences and people are really having to deal with a lot of emotional, um, growth and, and in the public eye in the Australian married at first sight, which I'm covering at the moment. Um, there was a necessary two week break between production, between filming, because to send everybody away for mental health breaks, because all of the couples were going to break up. It was madness. So yeah. Yeah, it's like, it can be really heavy, especially when love is involved. And I'm a hundred percent sure that if I was in this position, I would be Jessica. I would be falling in love with at least two people, uh, in the pods. I would be completely devoted. As soon as I got rejected by one, I would definitely be locking in the next And she, you know, was self-medicating with alcohol, which I would do as well. I mean, it's a tough situation. Heartbreak in the real world is tough enough, let alone when you've got a camera on you. So, 
yeah, good luck to her. I hope that um, it starts to calm down in the weeks to come as the show, you know, like loses its 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 hold on society. Let's get into another uh, really big couple of the season, Barnett and Amber. These two, look, they're, they're to me, they're kind of the frat kids that just seem to work out somehow. I mean, they're still together as far as I know. Yeah, they are still together. I think they're, they probably come from similar backgrounds. Like they just seem like they have a mutual love of, they're just like in America, we would call them like kind of like trashy. Yeah. (laughs) They're sort of similar in that way. I don't know. I, I, when you watch it, you're like, I don't think these two are even taking it seriously. Right. But I get it. But you know what? It's been a year and a half. They're still married. So the joke's on us because. Exactly. The reunion's going to air tomorrow. So we'll kind of see how it all played out. And she's obviously from clips that we've seen very pissed off at Jessica all this time later. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know. Who knows? A lot of people in the South get married young, so maybe it'll work out. I don't know. I am dying for this reunion tomorrow. I, it just can't come fast enough for me. So for the <laughs> listeners, this will I will release this uh, today. So for you guys, it's Wednesday. It's Thursday here because we're in the future. And the reunion comes out on Thursday, U.S. <laughs> US time. So I am so excited. They filmed it only uh, a month ago or a few weeks ago. They definitely filmed it last month. So it's fresh and we will get to see which couples have lasted and which couples have not. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. You can sort of tell by that photo they released um, of, of just everyone sitting on the couch who has an arm around each other, who is sitting on opposite sides of the couch. You can kind of tell from that who's still together and who is definitely not. It's going to be good. Right. I think it'll be good. Oh, yeah. Let's get into one of my favorite couples and then one of my least favorite couples all in one, Damien and Giannina. How did you enjoy them through the series or did you at all? (laughs) Well, I just felt like she was an actress. Right. She's way way too young to be taking marriage seriously. And then you met her mother and you're like, well, that tracks. Her mom's (laughs) very, very dramatic, probably was in some Italian telenovela. I just felt like some of her scenes were a little bit uncomfortable. Like when she's talking to him from another room and says, you know, he doesn't do it for her in terms of like their sexual life. I felt like that was cruel. There's this. There's this term in the Urban Dictionary, a fontrum, F-O-N-T-R-U-M. It's like an embarrassment from afar. I felt like that. <laughs> he looks like yep. the the actor from Homeland. I don't I don't really know what his trajectory is after this. Mm. I, I I'm assuming that he can do some like nightlife appearances and make a couple <laughs> waffles and then maybe meet a, a like a girl at, at the like in the you know, the entrance of the nightclub or something, but I can't imagine that he is going to have much luck uh, in the near future because he's just seems so uptight. He seems, and he seemed very sad the entire time. Like he knew the whole time that this was too good to be true. And I agree. I, I fell for her early on just because I think she's just so 
gorgeous to look at. I was mesmerized by her face and her voice. And she speaks kind of like everything she says is poetry. And I, I didn't think that was acting at first, but as we went on, I was like, all right, this, this is all too much. And most people picked up on that earlier than me. I think I just was holding out hope. Um, but yeah, she, she's definitely way too scripted and you can see even by the use of her social media now, it's, it's very much kind of, uh, it's thirsty. She's trying, she did it to get followers basically, as far as I'm concerned. And look, all power to her, sell a couple of tummy teas. You'll be fine for, you know, six months. But yeah, Damien, um, look, he's got, he's got a ways to go. I'm not sure what he's going to get out of this. Maybe he went into it for the right reasons. So that's always, <laughs> that's always a worry because those are the people that, you know, they, they, they really suffer from from the the fall of these kinds of shows. I don't know. Hopefully, he will find that that club rat girl to go home with and just drown his sorrows <laughs> for a night. <laughs> She's so melodramatic. I, I would, you know, normally I'd say give her ten years, she'll be a different person. I don't think she ever will be. No. And I was kind of surprised how well her father and her mom got along, despite re- her mo- mom remarrying someone. Like they all sat together. I was, I mean, I was, I admired that obviously, but it it was a shock how well they got along. Yeah. I mean, I look to me, they were just all very, like the very quiet Lauren's parents sat together as well. And I just assumed they were divorced because we never see them together, but maybe they're not. I was questioning that because I had, they are. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I mean, hopefully that's, that's good news at least that we can have, kind of palatable divorces. (laughs) Yeah. That's good news for any of these couples in the future that don't make it, I suppose. (laughs) But yeah, I just, as soon as uh, Giannina Milady Gibelli, I can't say her name without saying her full name, said, uh, I'm mourning, but from the ashes comes the phoenix. I was just like, okay. all right. I mean, this isn't Harry Potter. Calm down. We'll be fine. Yeah, she's, she's pretty annoying. Yeah, I've, I've definitely turned off her um, just from seeing the Instagram alone. I did enjoy the run out and I did enjoy her shock at the altar. I don't think she saw that coming. I have, I have a question about this. I'm not sure if uh, anyone you've spoken to has enlightened you about that. Um, process of them having to say I do or I do not at the altar do they they, it seems to me that they don't even the couples don't even talk to one another beforehand and say if you really love or at least care about the person wouldn't you just be like just FYI I'm gonna humiliate you publicly in front of the nation and your friends and family (laughs) well he said uh they were under no obligation to get engaged um Mm. You know, so, you know, kind of the onus was up on them. I think they had some conversations before about like, are we going to move forward on this? But they, Chris said they didn't even know up until the end, like which way it was going to go. Wow. See that just, that like has, has a pit in my stomach. Cause even, I mean, the bachelor is similar down to the final two, but even sometimes they're kind enough to give the girl a heads up that it's not gonna, it's not gonna no, be. No, they yet. don't. 
That's not true. I mean, in terms of U.S. one, I've okay. interviewed, interviewed so many that say, yeah, we had sex. And he said, you know, you're the one. And then wow. I get to the rose ceremony or the final one. And then I'm kicked off. And I'm like, wait a minute. We just had sex. And we Ugh. talked about our kids' names. And you met my parents. And you said, don't worry. This is a sure thing. And then they're blindsided. That happens a lot in the U.S. version. Oh, God. It makes me so uncomfortable. That's rough. That's rough to hear. Let's get into uh, Kelly and Kenny. This was tough to watch these two. I'm interested in watching these guys in the, in the reunion because it was just so clear to me that she just wasn't, she might've had a crush on him in the pods, but she wasn't attracted to him, which is strange. Cause he's an attractive guy, I guess. I don't know. She, she's, and a lot of these girls are the same. They think that love is infatuation and obsess and obsession and I mean, maybe they're just too young and um, that's something that grows from heartbreak because uh, now I'm just a bitter old hag and like, you're not in love. But they want that kind of obsessive, uh, like can't eat, can't sleep type of love. I'm like, that, that's, that's actually addiction almost. That's, uh, that's, not, that's not love. That's not even really honeymoon phase. That's just... Um, that's the kind of that intense infatuation that sort of lasts a while to get you hooked on each other. And then you get to know each other and then the love develops. I don't know. This is, this is the part that worries me about, about, uh, Kelly. (laughs) Well, I think that when you're in isolation and you have nothing around you and you have nothing but time to sit and talk about yourself that you can easily convince yourself that someone's a great match for you. Mm. And that when the reality of seeing them and most certainly when you're on vacation and you have to share your, your space with someone. And then of course, when you introduce them to your friends and family that, you know, that starts to kind of peck away this yeah. this uh, euphoric period of time where you think oh maybe this worked for us and there is something there's a there there as i would say um so it's not entirely surprising that someone would change their mind and kelly seems to be doing very well she's like a trainer and single and cute and just trying to grow her business so i think she'll be fine in the end oh, okay great well that's good to hear i mean I, Kenny certainly wasn't happy when, when the producer was up in his face and, you know, he's, he's such a upstanding young gentleman and he was just, who could tell that he just wanted to tell the, uh, cameraman to F off. And he was just like, Jimmy, please just stop recording me. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I think it's the humiliation compounded with knowing that you're let your parents down because they're there. But, you know, I don't think anybody with three brain cells would actually like give someone a hard time. Yeah. You didn't marry that stranger. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, any final thoughts on the couples? Um, I'm just really happy that Lauren and Cameron uh, were together and she said they're going to try to start having kids. And oh. that's, and um, Amber and Barnett, I don't know. We'll see if they're married in three years. I'm going to go with no, mm-hmm. but stranger things happen. And so they're all, they're going to do another. I asked him if they're going to do another season. And he said, not just a season, but a lot of spinoffs. So mm-hmm. they're going to go international with this. They're going to go to different cities in the, in the 
around the world and do it. So you're oh going to see that's a amazing. bigger love is blind umbrella and hopefully they'll be coming to a city in everyone's neck of the woods. Okay. Well, if they come to Melbourne, I mean, this is the only reality show that I would actually really be excited to do. I, uh, I was advised very strongly by my therapist not to go on uh, married at first sight. And I heeded that advice. So, (laughs) but this one, I'm like, you know what, this is kind of up my alley. Um, so you know what, like watch this space guys. (laughs) I say you do it and then you report back to me what happened. I'm invested in this. (laughs) That will definitely, definitely do that. Kate Casey, thank you so much for joining me. Tell my listeners where they can find you. I'm sure they're already all over it. Well, you can find me uh, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. It's called Reality Life with Kate Casey. I'm sort of like the Diane Sawyer of reality TV. I interview reality stars, producers, directors, and I have a varied amount of guests who review documentaries, docuseries, and reality shows. And you can find me on Twitter at Kate Casey, Instagram, Kate Casey CA. And then I have a great Facebook group called Reality Life with Kate Casey, where we talk about reality shows, documentaries, and docuseries. And, uh, Um, and that's it awesome that's amazing and definitely subscribe to the pod there as well guys i'm kirsty you can follow me on instagram at reality tv and me i'm also on facebook and twitter all of the social pipes everything will be in the show notes and uh yeah definitely make sure you not only subscribe but if you can leave a review it helps us as well bump us up up the chart so uh, anyone else that is kind of a trash dweller and loves the, the nitty-gritty of this of these reality worlds can find us as well thank you so much talk to you again soon 